What's up, y'all? You know what time it is. Welcome back to the All Artist Studio for another exciting episode for our All Artist series. Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming a Brooklyn-born rapper who is deeply influenced by the city's hip-hop culture. He now resides in Chicago and draws on inspiration from an array of hip-hop royalties, including Wu-Tang Clan, Pro Era, and Black Star. His unique style combines gritty New York City rap with elements of acid jazz and alternative hip-hop. Lyrically heavy, his music delves into his own life story and experiences, and his relaxed introspective flow showcases vocal prowess beyond his years. His upbringing in a cultural melting pot encouraged his artistic abilities with his family who are actors, artists, musical musicians, or classical musical musicians, and his grandfather, who is a saxophonist. After honing his craft, he released his successful debut album, Sidewalk Stories, in 2020, and is currently working on a collaborative project with S-Rock and Kenny's Morning Star, as well as his debut EP with his hip-hop trio, Stoop Kids. Y'all do me a favor and welcome Moses the Marauder. What's good, Moses? Good to meet you. How is it going? What is going on? I'm doing well. You know, I actually just touched down back yesterday from uh, D.C. I was uh, recording a project out there with my man's Benny, so shouts out to him. Shout out uh, to Benny. Yeah, I'm back in Chicago. You know, it's a, it's a rainy, shitty day, but... Can I curse on here, by the way? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's actually okay. yeah. it was a, <laughs> You know, it's it's a shitty day outside, but uh, I'm just happy to be here. Y'all supposed to get some rain or something, some tornadoes or something up there, ain't you? We getting yeah, all man. types of stuff right now. The Midwest, it just doesn't stop. But, you know, the Midwest is always something interesting, ain't it? Yeah, When literally. it comes to weather. So, first and foremost, mm-hmm. let's get into your most recent track. Because that was one I really, really enjoyed. I like jazz, so like when I was reading the bio and I saw Acid Jazz, I was like, get me in, <laughs> get me in ASAP. Um, so like um, in your song, Breathe, um, you have a line that goes, work, sleep, smoke, drink, eat, blink, uh, then I go to sleep. And honestly, it feels like a lot of us can relate to that, <laughs> especially uh, the work from home folks, um, <laughs> you know, since the pandemic. Um, and as an independent artist, um, an independent rapper, um, what does your typical day look like? Uh, it really depends on the day of the week. Right now, I'm a full-time student, part-time worker, and full-time mm. artist. So, you know, really, especially being someone that isn't the most organized, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, if you were to look at my apartment, it would kind of reflect that. <laughs> uh, on the weekdays, mainly, I just wake up, I go to school, I get home, try to, you know, work on some music. Uh, you know, every now and then hit the bar, um, or I actually meet up with, uh, I have a Chicago collective in addition to my New York collective, uh, my Chicago mm-hmm. collective is called Closed Casket, uh, shout out Kenny Morningstar, Jay Post, Jimmy Gordon, S-Rock, um, so when I'm out working on my own personal music, uh, I'll usually go over to my man's Kenny's house, or, uh, Rock's house, and just, I don't know, try to start up something from scratch, but, uh, it's really always something different, to be honest, and then, um, the whole weekend I'm just working, you know, doing whatever homework I can. And that's about, uh, I'd say, my schedule most weeks. How do you find balance between 
you know, trying to be, you know, trying to graduate, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're getting your, I was going to ask you what you're majoring in as well. Yeah. Um, and like, how are you balancing that? And also your dream, your music career as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something that I've really struggled with, I would say. So I, I major in music business. Oh, nice. um, I've nice. wanted to make or be an artist probably since I would say I was in eighth grade. Um, and, you know, when I graduated high school, I didn't really know what, uh, what was next. My parents really wanted me to go to, uh, to go to college. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to go to college, I might as well major in something that I could actually apply to my career. I thought about going for music, but like uh, it was a very like classical program in terms of like you were learning music theory and more of like instrumentation and singing, which, you know, is important. But I didn't really want to spend money on at least the money that a college degree requires on that. So uh, I went into music business just so I could a educate myself, but b be in a position to get a job in the music industry when I do graduate. What's your uh, zodiac sign? Uh, by the way? I'm an Aries. I'm actually March twenty first, the first day. Mm. March. 21st. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, we do got to talk about the name Moses the Marauder. I love mm-hmm. when artists get in that like that. I don't even know what you would really call it, but that bag where they're like they call themselves things. Megan the Stallion, Tyler mm-hmm. the Creator, Mariah the Scientist. Come on. How did you come up? How did you come up with this name? So I'm half Jewish and my friends in high school, you know, they had they they jokes or whatever. So they would call me Moses just for jokes, you know, like oh uh and then the Marauder part, I felt like Moses was just not enough and uh I felt like I had a ring to it and also like it kind of represented, you know, the good and bad within myself because it's like, you know, Moses the prophet, whatever, and then Marauder more like the bandit, you know, the mm-hmm. get more into the nitty gritty. So I feel like it was a good representation of like each kind of side of me. So- okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually realize, uh, that you were Jewish and that's why people were calling you both. So yeah. the burning bush, the burning bush thing. <laughs> Here he so we got to get into the crew. So as a person who talks about smoking as much as you do in your music, how have we not gotten a burning bush record that would, listen, come on, man. The, the Orthodox Jewish community would go crazy in New York for that. He talked, he, he'd be like, he talking to us. <laughs> I know they smoke too. Hey, I got it coming. Actually, when I was in high school, I had a song with a bar in it about a burning bush. I think it was like uh, something about a burning bush and then like tired of being broke trying to smoke. So I learned to put some some shit like that. But I, I need to bring it back. You bring know? that back. Bring that back. I like I that. I got you. I, I'm going to flesh it out. <laughs> more. You know, that was when yeah. I was still That's my low hanging fruit. It's, it's, it's right there. Yeah. It's, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I gotta you got to say something about parting the sea because Moses parted the sea, didn't they? God, it's so much material <laughs> it's there. so much material. <laughs> I got to delve into it more. Like, they I got to delve into it more. They going to love it. They going to love it. Call us. So, but in your music though, like it really does does give me marauder energy because I remember when we were first talking about um having you on the show mm-hmm. and I was talking to Javon and he was like uh what we had to look up Mara- I'm like I think it means pirate so I had to look it up <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yo. <laughs> but it's like it's like the voice and that heavy energy that you bring in the songs it gives mm-hmm. that so uh, do you think that at some point it was kind of an energy you started to embody for sure I feel like that's definitely one energy that I turned to I feel like in my music, I have more of like a, like a softer, introspective side. And then I have a side of me that's like, you know, more high energy, more disrespectful, you know, more funny. And like, I really try to balance the two. So it's not too much of one or the other. Um, so that's really like where, where I try to keep my music at. 
Okay. Okay. So thinking back to one of your most recent singles, mm-hmm. can you describe for us kind of that mindset that you have during your creative process? For sure. So uh, when I made I'm Sorry, mm-hmm. actually the night that I wrote it, I was on the phone with my friend just, you know, talking about relationships and whatnot. And um, I was just talking about this girl that I had like been talking to last year and, you know, things didn't end necessarily the way that I wish they would. And I just feel like... Uh, I was kind of just like talking to my friend about the emotions that I was going through, kind of feeling apologetic, like wishing that I could uh, express to her that, you know, I did in fact feel bad, but I'm not in a position where I really want to talk to her. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I had this beat that I've been meaning to write to. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take that beat and kind of just like put my apology onto there. If she hears it, great. If not, it's a cool song. so that's really like where my head was at, I would say. I feel like more recently, I've just been trying to make my music more purposeful and like have every song have more of a, a real meaning behind it, um, mm-hmm. which is where that came from. Cool. So what inspires you to like choose to be like, okay, I'm releasing this one as a single as opposed to something else you might have written? Um, Really just the emotion that it evoked. I feel like when I played it for people, they really could relate or feel what I was saying. And it, I had probably made that in, I want to say... October, maybe September. So I had like been sitting on it for a little bit and I was like, you know what, this is the one. I really liked it. And I just felt like the sound itself stood out from some other songs that uh, I currently have in the vault. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Nice. That's- yeah, I was definitely feeling I'm sorry. That was probably the second track that I listened to. I hear it playing in my head right now, actually. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, actually, I'm not lying. <laughs> actually, I will share a secret with the listeners and um, the guess something that no one has ever known. I, even though I'm listening to the music before the interview, mm-hmm. I listen to the music in my headphones while I'm talking to you um, yeah. for aesthetic purposes. That's chaotic so, as hell. It's actually not. <laughs> it's actually not. Actually. Ooh, ooh, they're not going to green light that. It's actually <laughs> not because they're going to put a, put a, a I mean, band on the, that. The, <laughs> nah, the music is the music's really low and it's only in my headphones. But mm-hmm. like when I'm talking, like because when I was even when you were talking about I'm sorry, like I'm sorry, I just got finished playing. Yeah. And so like hearing it and like hearing the lyrics and and because I, I was looking at it also glancing at it because uh, I had the lyrics up. And I'm like, yo, like this is really real. Like I, first thing I said was this is super relatable. Um, but not only that was like everybody's always trying to find a way to like how do I like it's not just about apologizing, it's about how. Right. And so like seeing the the position that you took, it was very empathetic. Right. Um, and so like seeing that introspective, like I just got finished, you know, like Tyler's estate sale just dropped mm-hmm. and like one of the songs in there is sorry, not sorry. And he's apologizing. I, know, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. And so he's in, in the video, he's like apologizing for like all this stuff from his previous self, mm-hmm. um, as well as like apologizing to himself. And so like, hearing i've been listening to that song all weekend including your music and so like hearing those songs like right next together i was like oh shit (laughs) um but yeah i just wanted to echo like really really enjoyed like the introspective like you talking about your creative process and like going through the music like going through the motions of like writing that music for sure and i just want to say real quick while while we're on the topic I'm just happy that I dropped the song before Tyler did because everyone would have been like, oh, he bit Tyler, no, no, no. But I just want to, I'm not saying Tyler bit me because obviously there's no way he knew. But I'm there's no way he knew. <laughs> You're right. 
I'm, I'm just going to take it humbly and just be happy that our brains were in a, a similar place. In terms you know what? I have, a, I have a better theory for you. Mm-hmm. He heard that song and said, you know what? I got to go get it. I got to go get it. I got to drop I got to go get it. Right. He heard <laughs> Look, he heard he heard Moses and got drama on the phone. Yo, <laughs> pull up now. <laughs> but as a songwriter, um, mm-hmm. inspiration is going to strike at any moment. You talked about mm-hmm. how um, I'm sorry hit you while you was on the phone, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that interrupted that call so that you can mm-hmm. go to the studio, captured or whatever. Um, do you have any stories like that where that inspiration strikes like lightning at dinner or in the movies or anything like that? I'm trying to think. Definitely in terms of just like lines. Like I would say like I'll have like concepts for songs hit me sometimes, but really it's just like something will come up in a conversation or like I'll just like say something. My friend would be like, yo, that's a bar. And I just have mm. to write it down before I like forget it just because like I feel like my brain is always. Uh, moving forward mm-hmm. in terms of uh specific songs actually for breathe i would say i was at work one day um i, I had done that. a mm-hmm. yeah i did a show the the night before actually and i i went to bed at like i don't know probably like 5 30 a.m something crazy like that i had work at like 9 a.m i'm at work i'm just you know i work at a thrift shop so there's like a lot of annoying customers and whatnot it was just one really annoying customer that pissed me off. And I just like went to the bathroom and I was just like, fuck, like, I don't feel like I have any second to actually breathe. It's like mm-hmm. having a moment to myself. And I was like, I was going to go out that night, I think. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to go home and just make the song. Um, so that's really where that came from. Just like that, that vivid emotion I felt. Yeah. Do you often feel like when you're making songs that you're really telling your emotion, are you pulling in other people's emotion with the song? Um, and are, are they about uh, the things that you feel or is it about the things that you experience most? Uh, I would say both, to be honest. It really depends on the song. Um, I'd say a lot of my songs are internally focused, but also uh, externally. My first project, Sidewalk Stories, I just want to mm. say I can't even... I don't even really listen to sidewalk stories anymore. Really anything that I've dropped more than like a year or two ago, just because like, I can't, I feel like I'm so far ahead now of where I was then. Like I can't even really listen to it. I respect that. But like sidewalk stories, I would say was really telling like the story of my friends and I, like in high school and whatnot, um, you know, just going different ways, especially like when you graduate high school, like I went to Chicago, whatever. Um, In high school, I would say I wasn't the the best kid in terms like you, you know, Growing up in New York, me and my friends just got into a lot of bullshit. A lot of just, like, stuff that I feel like was was beneath us. Um, So that was, like, telling the story of, I would say, splitting off from people who I couldn't really associate with anymore just because they were still doing the same, you know, stupidity that we were on when we were 16. It's like, I can't, you know, I can't go that way anymore. Right. Uh, So I would say that's, like, a prime example of telling other people's stories in my music. But uh, it really just depends. Yeah. So what is the transition between uh sidewalk <laughs> stories to moses the marauder who is in this interview today what is left and what has um what is on the horizon uh i would really say just like maturity in my own life and my sound um and just like striving striving for more uh trying to be more musical and not just do that same rappy rap i feel like people sometimes put me in like a 
a boom bap uh, lane or like try to keep me in that. But I'd say I'm just trying to make my music more interesting and genre band. And like, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm not an artist. I, 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 I'm not a rapper. I'm an artist. No, no, no. Because like, you know, th this is rap, but it's like, I want to do something different and new and interesting with it and not just, you know, rap on the same Joey Badass beat that I've been doing since I was 14. Because it's like, I can do that. It's always going to be there. Uh, you know, I always am going to love that and come back to it, but kind of just like push myself to go further, uh, you know, even singing a little bit. Like I'd say that's not necessarily my comfort zone or like what I'm best at, but just like creating new sounds with my voice, uh, you know, working on new beats and just trying to continue to push myself and challenge myself. Right. That's what it's all about. The marathon continues. I told the group earlier today. Not that I <laughs> you came did up say with that. it myself. But <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, it, <laughs> we, we. Yeah, rest in, rest in peace to Nip. Also, I was gonna. I, I don't know if you've heard uh, Drama's new album, but it's got a Nip verse on there <laughs> mm. that is definitely worth a listen. I would definitely tell you to. to what check he said, that out. I'm really like this. Heck yeah. I'm really <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am really you, like this. Like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. And so also like you're an artist from a family of performers, mm -hmm. right? And so like, do you ever want to share your music with your parents or your grandfather and like, um, who are also musicians and artists themselves? Mm -hmm. Like, cause I can know that can <laughs> super awkward. Even telling your parents, I want to be a rapper <laughs> <laughs> and then giving yeah. them that music. Like uh, you tell us a story about like where Play your this. parents like heard it for the first time and like, yeah. and what did they think? <laughs> So my mom's a or was an opera singer. Uh, wow. So she, you know, my parents don't really, I would say, listen or necessarily understand hip hop, but they are super supportive just because they were both independent artists. Mm. Um, you know, so they just want to support me and my creativity. Uh, I would say, my my parents actually called me the other day and they're like, "Yeah, you know, we listened to uh, we were in the driving in the car and we listened to your song uh, 3 a.m. and it was." On that song specifically, it's a super disrespectful introduction. Like, it was it was so disrespectful. I didn't even necessarily want to keep it on the song, but my friend Kenny was like, "Nah, we gotta keep it. Like, it's for the, it's for so the raw, literally for the culture. Like, how are we our group is named like Close Casket. He was like, "How are we supposed to be named Close Casket if if we're not gonna be just straight up?" So I was like, "Fuck it, you right." He talked me into it, and I was talking to my parents, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, we listened at three a.m." and I was like, "Oh." Yeah, really? like, <laughs> is that like, so? Yeah, you know, I didn't is necessarily. So? Uh, I didn't make that with the intent of you listening to it. Yeah, okay, but uh, but you Gotta know they were that. like, yeah, you know we like it. Um, I'd say, just in general, uh, I've showed my. So I used to make beats or whatever. I showed my grandfather my beats when I was in. I'd say like senior year of high school. Rest in peace, by the way. Mm, but he uh, he was like a, a musician. Um, and the beat that I had made or whatever, like this is when I was first starting out making beats and it was just like a loop and I just like showed it to him and he was like, okay, cool. So like, uh, he just didn't really understand sampling and he was like, oh, so like, this is like another artist that like made the, the music. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and you looped it. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And that, that was about it. But like, I mean, but that's enough, isn't it? Like, just for, <laughs> not for grandma. I can't imagine. <laughs> not for I mean, grandma. like, I mean, like, that's a, like, I, I think as a person, like you, as, as a kid, mm -hmm. when you do something, um, like I remember catching my first fish or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the first person I, sh I was, I was with my grandfather. And the first mm -hmm. person I showed when I turned around, when I caught it was like, yo. 
And he was like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> but like to you as a kid or as just as a person, as you know, a child to a child to a grandparent or a parent, mm-hmm. that's enough. Yeah. Right. Like, cause at the time it's like, you don't have no, like your idols or sometimes your parental figures. Like those are the first people that you aspire to be and that you mm-hmm. have a huge amount of respect for. Yeah. Um, and so if they tell you that something's good, right. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, and it's different from saying like, you know, your kid, you know, your parents saying you can be anything you want to be like you yeah. can be president of the United States versus mm-hmm. like them hearing something that you did or that you create yeah. or seeing something that you did and like knowing that you put effort into it. Like mm-hmm. when somebody, when the parent says that they're proud of you or your grandparents, I was raised by my grandparents. So I fully identify with this. Mm-hmm. Um, like that feeling of being proud, Matt, like that. Mm-hmm. I remember my granddaddy told mm-hmm. me he was proud of me. I was like, nope, nobody could tell me shit. Right. <laughs> That's all you need for real. Right. That's um, all you need. I feel like that was my first time kind of introducing myself as like a, a musical artist to him. My whole, so like, I'd say most of my life, I was a visual artist, actually. I always drew as a mm. kid, like that was all I would do. So like my grandparents, you know, would have pictures framed up around their house. So like, that's really what they knew me as. Mm. And then I had a couple, you know, shitty art teachers in middle school. And then I actually transferred to drama. Uh, I did drama all throughout high school. And then like halfway through high school, just it got so intense i started really hating that and i had been doing hip-hop for a few years at that point but that was when i really decided like okay this is what i want to do like everything else had just gotten so monotonous to me at that point and i was just like the only i asked myself like what i was really passionate about and it just kept on being music Mm -hmm. Um, so i feel like for even like the first couple years i was doing that like none of my parents knew none of my family my brother was really the only one that knew shout out to him uh, and then, like, I slowly, you know, told my mom, oh, you know, I want to be a producer. Actually, no, I want to be a rapper, you know. And she's like, oh, okay. She, you know, she was more receptive to it than I thought she would be. Yeah, that's know? good, man. That that's really good. Is uh, uh, Shout out to supportive parents um, uh, that, like, really support your dreams. Especially like, the arts. Especially in the arts. Especially, yes, the, especially the arts. standard dreams. Absolutely. The, non-standard dreams because I'm not going to lie to you. When you told me you were Jewish at first, I have some friends that are. And I know their parents be like, so you're going to be a doctor, right? <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> or a lawyer. Or an accountant. Or a banker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and so I know. So when that, you know, when the dream, it, and I think it's it, that's not just Jewish people, that's black folks, that's Hispanic folk, that's Nigerian folk. Like I, yeah. Nigerian folk. <laughs> like there's so many folks across yeah. like any diaspora or any like any racial or uh, any racial group that'll mm-hmm. like, that have those parents that are like, I ain't paying all this money for you to go out here and make some goddamn music. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> And so it's cool to hear parents like and a lot of artists that we that we interview, we always ask them about, you know, their their families and stuff like that, because that support system is super important, whether it be a chosen family, whether it be immediate family, um, because family has so many definitions now. And Mm -hmm. so it it's cool to see that you have that support system like right there in your backyard and and have always had that because. There's a lot of people <laughs> that tell their parents, I want to be a musician or I want to be an artist or things like that. And they don't get that same reception. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. For real. Yeah. Shout out I also to think them. the it filters differently through your music, too, because you can absolutely when you're a student of the craft for real, like you can mm-hmm. you can tell it. It really I think it radiates and um, I can hear it. At least I can hear that in your music. Um, but 
I think that's all for the interview portion we got. We it's do time for the fun part. We got it. We do have a game. We like to play with our guests um, to ruffle their feathers a little bit. See what y'all got going on. It go. is our, our rapid fire game. We got 45 seconds on the clock. Um, you have to we have to see how many questions you can answer within this 45 second period. Real cute questions. Nothing too deep. Nothing too, you know, therapist like. But uh, we just, again, we're just trying to see what you, where your head's at. For sure. Where the clock at? Oh, the pressure! Come on, on. come on. Okay. <laughs> what's the height? What's the hold on? What's the high score? Is it still ten? It's still ten. Yeah. We got two it's tens. Still, yeah, yeah, we got All two right. tens. Dende had ten. Malik Elijah had ten, and that's it. And that's it. So you look, man. This is your chance. You can break the record. You got to be the, all. We need is eleven. Just, just uh, eleven. Just eleven. All right, I'll all right, all right. Do. Who gonna we keep got score? the clock. Jay's gonna keep score. I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, well I got that pothead brain, so I don't necessarily. It's okay, have to, but these are personal. Okay. <laughs> these are personal. <laughs> yeah, they they won't make you think Very too hard. Yeah, uh, uh, not, for sure. Not five minus seven. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not if John if, if not if, John, if Johnny had five <laughs> apples. Right. All right. And three. We ready? Hold on. Let me okay. take. Let me wipe my camera up a little bit. So. All right. And three, two, one. Do you like freestyling or writing more? Writing. What genres are you more influenced by? Uh, I would say jazz and uh old school hip hop what is your rap slash musical superpower uh being genuine name an item you can't live without my weed what activity instantly calms you breathing go to your go-to food spot in chicago harold's fried chicken would you rather be able to fly or breathe underwater breathe underwater what do you usually daydream about being a rapper. What's your favorite fast food chain? Uh, I would say. Uh, answer uh, that. I'm gonna just go with. Okay, I'm gonna answer that. Culver's. I have to say Culver's. It's nine. It's nine. It's not, not bad. Okay. Not bad. Okay. That's a sweet spot for it's y'all. Then. Okay. It's a sweet spot. I almost had it. You did. The superpower. You, you almost had a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> you had to think. I mean, superpowers. That that one you're not gonna spit off in thirty in in point two seconds. You got to get that some thought. Well. It has been such a pleasure getting to know you um, and really wishing you success and hope that you come back to let me get my headphones and give us a reason to get our headphones. But before you get out of here, um, tell the guests, tell the listeners um, exactly where they can find you. For sure. You can find me on all streaming platforms, all social media at Moses the Marauder. Uh, I think on Twitter actually is Moses Duh Marauder just because <laughs> it was one letter too much. Um, I'm sorry, it's out now on streaming platforms. You can find that. I got a project dropping this summer. Actually, you know what? I'll make the announcement here. I haven't even done it yet. Uh, I'm calling it uh, the Thief of Always. You know, and it's dropping uh, July uh, 2023. So y'all heard it here first. Don't let me okay. get my headphones. Not us getting Shout exclusives. Out. We love right? that. You we just love that. Compelled. Yeah. You feel compelled. Yeah. I love that. Felt they good company to share good news. We love yes, that. Mm, anyway, mm. I appreciate the platform. Thank you for taking the time to you know really do your research and listen to my music. And uh, I hope to talk to you guys again. Um, but all right, y'all say bye. All right. All See y'all right, later. Bye. See y'all later. Bye. bye. bye.